0: Welcome to the battle, a special episode of the End Time Podcast.
1: Remember, we are not on a picnic, but we're in a battlefield. Many people just think that when they become a Christian, that that's all they need to do, that that settles it forever as they're a Christian and everything is going to come easy. Don't ever get that in your head. For I became a Christian to fight. Fight the good fight of faith. I became a Christian to get in the battle lines. We're Christian soldiers, and we've got to be trained and brought up and know all the techniques of the enemy to know how to fortify, to know how to fight the fight. And we can only do that as the Holy Spirit will reveal it to us. We cannot take what some other nation tells us when we go to war, some of their ideas, but we've got to take our own ideas the way the Holy Spirit would direct us and what ideas he would give us, because he is the commandeering chief of the army of the Christians. So are you saying that I should take up a picket sign? Or are you saying that I should pick up a 16 and go fight? <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. Many Christians, and there's many different things that go on in the world today, truly today, and we're recording this in 2022, the world is more divided than ever on so many things, but most of those things really aren't our battle. Our battle is to stand for the Word of God. It's a spiritual battle. It's a battle of overcoming the flesh that we have to fight. So what is the best weapon to fight this battle? <laughs>
0: The best weapon is prayer and the word of God. Amen. If there's going to be a battle, there ought to be a battlefield. There ought to be a battlefield. Where is the battlefield?
1: I'd say the greatest battle ever fought. It's right in your
0: mind. Absolutely, it's right in your mind. Between two forces. Yeah. But For you, First of all, you've got a force always on the outside pressing in. The forces of evil. But once you get born again, you got a force on the inside pushing out that's when the battle really begins. So if you're going to fight a battle, so you must be equipped for that battle. Absolutely. You have to be equipped for that battle.
1: What kind of equipment? Well, First, you had the word of God. You know, there's different parts to it all. There's the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. There's the armor of God that's laid out in Ephesians chapter 6. Another part of our fight can be using the promises of God. And standing on the word of god he says by my stripes you're healed you stand on that and you fight the battle not by even firing a shot by by saying god you promised this and i need healing and putting that promise before you and fighting to walk
0: into that because wanting you to realize that your greatest enemy is your own self absolutely so what is what what, what are we fighting against exactly here is it principalities powers yeah it is it is the rulers so it's a spiritual battle here exactly it's a
1: spiritual battle against the rulers of darkness truly there are demonic forces that want to fight with you and i'll say this we are thought receivers not thought generators as humans there's thoughts that'll come to you from satan and from god and it's our job to look at the word of god and quickly recognize where that thought come from does that thought line up with the Word of God, or does it not? And if it doesn't, arrest it and kick it out and take a total victory in your thought life.
0: That is absolutely the battle, and I, I'm going to take that thought a step further because i preach preached entire services on this. Because if that thought came from God, it will lead you to the promise. If that thought came from the devil, it will lead to perversion every time. Because in all of it, we have an equipment. We have an equipment to fight, which we've talked about the Word of God. We've talked about prayer. John, you brought out, you've got a shield of faith. You've got a sword of the Word. But there's also defensive equipment. There is a breastplate that goes on. It talks about Ephesians chapter 6, a breastplate of righteousness. That is a defensive weapon. The way of living a holy life, a righteous life. It also talks about having your loins girt about with truth. You've got to be girded about you've got to be clothed with the word of God with the truth of the word. You've got to have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. You don't go into a battle with clown shoes on. You don't go into a battle with wooden clogs on. You go into battle with the right kind of footwear. Yeah. If you talked, I've listened to several actually podcasts on different military guys and different aspects of the military where they talk about even in Desert Storm, he said they could never get the right kind of boots. Is It was just super frustrating because you got the guys, they call them the ramps in the back that had their, all the desert boots. And the guys that were on the front lines had these old boots that just were falling apart and you couldn't hardly get the right boots. It was so important to have the right boots to fight the, fight the war. It's the same thing in a spiritual warfare. You've got to make sure you're walking where you know you're walking. You got to make sure your life is based in the right thing, that your footsteps that you're putting down is in the word of
1: God. And be careful, little feet, where you go.
0: Exactly. Exactly right. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And he says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, having done all to stand. So it's not that we need a physical battle and a physical warfare and a physical equipment but take unto you the whole armor of God that you are even able to stand. So now we can say that um, we have all the materials God has equipped us to defeat Satan anytime, anywhere, any circumstances by the word of God. So we are more than an overcomer. Absolutely. We're more than an overcomer because Christ overcame for us. By the atonement of what he did on the cross, he paid for every promise. So, by that makes us more than an overcomer because we just need to claim what he's already done. What he's already paid for. What the promises already have. But yeah, we got to fight for every inch of it. Because Christ suffered. Christ suffered so that we could have this. He bled and died so that we could have this he descended into hell he preached to souls that were already in prison so that we could have this he ascended up into heaven so that we could have this he sent his holy spirit back to earth on the day of pentecost so that
1: we could have this christ suffered greatly in his death and now there's a measure of suffering left behind for us to do and it becomes a battle 1 Peter 4.12 says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. You know, the spiritual warfare is a little bit like guerrilla warfare. If you ever do any research into guerrilla warfare, ambushes is a huge thing. Guerrilla warfare, it looks like normal civilians, normal civilization, but you don't know that that guy is your enemy. He's dressed like anyone else.
0: Exactly. And it's a great big surprise. They're attacking me now. Everything's an ambush. An ambush, another ambush, another ambush. That's the way the devil is. He sets up a whole bunch of ambushes for you. He doesn't wave a flag on a hill and say, hey, I'm over here, come fight me. The the, the trial, the sufferings, the the battle. It doesn't take place out in a pre-set up war theater where all of a sudden, you know, I'm ready for this.
1: He tried that with Goliath and lost his man.
0: (laughs) Badly. His whole army was defeated. And. That was, the, that was the way warfare was. And then we've seen the progression of natural warfare. The devil's also progressed his warfare to where he's had so many thousands of years to get better and better at what he does. He's really good at ambushing us. Hmm. But God already had provision for that. When he put in the scripture exactly what John just read, where he said, don't think it's strange. There's so some strange thing. How could he possibly ambush me? Hmm. That's good but rather rejoice because you've been counted worthy to suffer for the cause of Christ. So in other words, we fight on a battle that has been won. And what yeah, we have I to mean. do is to recognize our position, our place in the world, take that scripture and face the enemy. Knowing that we have the victory because he's already won the battle on the cross at Calvary. So right now we have the power, we have the authority. All we need to do is stand our grounds, toe to toe with the enemy, and say, This is mine, and so you're giving it back. If a sickness that is, is afflicted you with, you can go to the enemy and say, No, this is mine. It was paid for at Calvary, so I am taking it back. i say, Your position, the word of God, is dictated by your faith. We all have a promise. And if God makes the promise to you, He is obligated to come to pass, to bring it to pass. As long as you stay or obey his word you keep believing the word of God and wait he will fulfill what he promised to you
1: God has a purpose when he brought the children of Israel into the land of into the land of Canaan that was their inheritance and his purpose for was for them to overcome but he also has a plan to get you to the purpose And that plan had many ups and downs and battles. But God has a purpose for you and in your life. And no matter what's in between the beginning and the end, the battles you face and the good times. It's not all battles. It's not all bad. And not that the battles are bad. But they don't, maybe not always pleasurable. But you'll see when you look back and the victory was sweet. There was a man named Samson one time who killed a lion. And he, that lion had come out against him. He killed a lion. And then there was a time later he passed by that same lion. And I'm paraphrasing the story quickly. But he passed by that lion. Out, and, and he was hungry as he passed by that lion. And there was that lion, that dead carcass that he had killed already. And out of that, that lion, there was honey. There was, there was something that had come out of it. His victory became sweet to him. His trial, his temptation, that thing had become so sweet to him later on down the way. So the limitation lies in your face. Is how much faith you have to take all
0: the promises that's been given to you and apply it and put it into action. Because as we know in the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 11, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen as yet. Thank you for joining us today on the end time podcast for the battle. I trust it's been a blessing to you and it'll help you in the days ahead. God bless you.